When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable alongside the GM, Saul Bookman. We might get my man Frank Sanders on today if we're lucky. Fingers crossed with that. But Saul, you have been uber busy, waste management coverage, uh, Suns breaking news, Coyotes breaking news. I appreciate you stepping aside to talk some Cardinal football with me. Dude, of course. Hey, listen, we could talk about how stressful the Waste Management Open was yesterday, but I'm going to say it wasn't too bad because I got to meet, uh, you know, swimsuit model uh, Kristen Harper. Uh, just, I mean, let's just be real. Like, she's probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in, in my life. And uh, so uh, Jared Goff is a lucky guy. Good for him. Yeah. He is. He is. Jared's doing well. Um, and I joked with you yesterday when you tweeted that. I said, are we sure that we, we shouldn't just bite the bullet in terms of quarterback play and and swap Kyler for Jared Goff for that reason alone? But you I know, mean, then I, have to I wouldn't be Jared mad Goff at it. Play. I would have it's to so watch funny. Jared Goff play every Sunday. It's so funny, too, because I got a little bit of flack like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you posted that picture on your Instagram. And I was like, bro, the key to a happy life and a happy marriage is communication. And believe me, I contacted my wife and said, listen, I just took a picture with the Sports Illustrated cover swimsuit model. I showed her the picture. She was like, and to her credit, she goes, oh my God, she is gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, I know. Not, she was like, I would not post too bad. <laughs> there you go. So shout out to you, Estella. Love you. That's right. Hey, man, uh, you got a good one there. If you know, my wife, if I, I'm five, six, if I, if I went up to a woman like that, you know, first of all, she wouldn't be able to look me in the eye, but secondly, my wife would be like, go ahead, shoot your shot, do what you can. But you know, at the end of the day, we'll see you back at home. And that's what would happen. I, I did shoot my shot. I did shoot my shot. So it's a little bit different now uh, when you're, when you're 42, as opposed to when you're 25, the, the shot is a little different and uh, it's more of just a uh, shoot your shot. Can I take a selfie now? As opposed to shoot your shot, you want to go out. So it's a different world now. Absolutely. Well, it's also a different world here with our show because the firestorm that was this hot mess earlier this week continues to drudge along as Kyler Murray's social scrub is still relevant in the news. I would say definitively, Saul, it has been the biggest non-Super Bowl story in the NFL 
this week. I, I would say without question, outside of the two teams that are playing, the Valley has been the hub for drama in the NFL because of one Kyler Murray. I mean, listen, it, it's it's been a while since a non-Super Bowl story dominated headlines the way this has this week. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of the fact that it's the Bengals versus the Rams and people just yeah. aren't you know, necessarily too excited about that matchup. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I do have a hard time believing that if Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes were facing each other in the Super Bowl again, um, would it have dominated the headlines as much? But listen, man, there's been a lot of stories uh, in, in Super Bowl past. Uh, one of them I can think of is uh, when the Broncos were playing the Falcons. I forgot who the safety was for the Falcons, but he literally got caught with a hooker like the night before the Super Bowl and all hell broke loose. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty, uh, pretty nuts. Uh, but this one obviously on a much different, different scale and for a longer period of time, uh, just amazing really. But you know what? I'm kind of glad we're starting to veer back towards, you know, uh, Super Bowl coverage. And, and we're going to talk about that a lot tomorrow um as well but uh yeah man it's uh it, it was nuts it was nuts it is nuts um and you coined this the other day which is uh johnny drama um, <laughs> johnny and drama. i'm gonna keep and I, I will say uh till i'm dead i will take johnny drama over the turtles of the world um but there <laughs> is somebody else right if you're a big entourage fan i dating myself thankfully with that reference there is something else that has, I, I think, kind of been prevalent over the last 24 hours, maybe 48 hours since this has happened. You know, we put out a tweet yesterday like, is Kyler Murray, you know, worth top five money? And, I, you know, we talked about it yesterday. And Saul, before we go on to our other main topic, I wanted to get your opinion. I wanted to bring this graphic back up. Here are the top 10 QB salaries in the NFL right now today in terms of annual value on the right hand side total value in the center i believe and this was my take yesterday to my man derek if you want to get kyler murray in house you're going to have to pay him top five money now you look at this list and i don't think many people would say well he's better not better than russell wilson aaron Rodgers, josh allen patrick mahomes then there's that kind of gray area with you know the kirk cousins the deshaun watson when he's on the field then you've got all the rookies and the younger players like Joe Burrow, for instance, who haven't been paid yet. So looking at this, Saul, where do you think Kyler Murray slots in? Oh, man. Honestly, on, on this particular list, I would not rank him ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Deshaun Watson if if he was squeaky clean, but we we can't count that. Not, not right now we can't. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and that's where it stopped for me. So according to this list, if you take Deshaun Watson off because yeah. of the obvious legal problems, I would say he's a top five quarterback. You think you really think so? I mean, he's better than Kirk Cousins. He's better than Carson Wentz. He's better than Matt Ryan. And he's better than Jared Goff. Like outside of those those guys, who else? Who else is there? Well, it's a, it's a great point. I think where the frustration lies for a lot of people who want Kyler Murray around, but at the same time aren't comfortable paying this kind of premium for him is what we've seen from Josh Allen, what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. You know, Dak Prescott's got a couple different playoff uh, runs under his belt. He's been to the divisional round. So is Kirk Cousins, right? 
you know, Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. Do you think Kyler Murray needs another playoff berth looking at this list um, to be able to justify a top a top salary? This is what I think. I think this list right now proves to you the inaccuracies sometimes of paying a quarterback that much money. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Jared Goff do not, they are not top 10 quarterbacks yeah. by any stretch. And, but organizations have paid them a premium dollar. And that yeah. comes back to haunt the rest of the quarterback class, um, especially those who are, who are near the top of that market. Uh, yeah. Kyler Murray is is better than a lot of those quarterbacks, but that doesn't mean that he's a top five quarterback necessarily. Um, and, and, and honestly, like I understand the market is what it is. However, comma, yeah. there has to be a better uh, a better you know uh, you know uh, window in terms of production versus reward. And right now, if you're going off of what Kyler Murray has done in his career, he's a top ten quarterback. I would say he's somewhere around the 25 to $30 million range, but I would not pay him more than $30 million a year because down the stretch in a season when they were had one of the best records in the NFL, he fell apart. His yeah. team fell apart. And more importantly, when you finally got that taste of the playoffs, there wasn't anything that you could really point to and say, this was, this was a good performance. This is what the the Cardinals needed this is this is why they want to pay him that kind of big money it was more of holy crap this is a nightmare why yeah. are we doing this or why would we pay this guy that kind of money so that's that's kind of where I'm at well I I am of the mindset that I think it doesn't matter what I think of because Kyler Murray will look at that Dak Prescott contract and he will say I'm better than Dak I'm younger than Dak I don't have the injury history of missing an entire season and Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones set the market and kind of screwed everybody else with their young quarterbacks. That's my opinion. Frank Sanders, my man, thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? Oh, my glad brothers, you join my us. brothers, my brothers. I'm so glad to be a part of the program. Man, I just left a, a, a wonderful tournament, man, a charity event by Avnet over at Kirlin uh, Golf Course, but I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited about this topic. I know you guys have been chiming in on this topic for the most part the entire week. Yeah. Tyler. Kyler dumped his social media social media profile, and that was a big that was a big firestorm. And where he's at right now, um, I like where he's at. I really, really do. I like that our quarterback is kind of putting something out on the on the ledge that says, "Pay me what I'm worth. Let's not rehash what Dak Prescott had to go through, and watch our entire season go through a turmoil of disarray and disbelief in the organization." because they don't want to win like Dallas did. The Cardinals have an opportunity to do something that's different. You got a two-time pro bowler. You got a rookie of the year quarterback, and he's absolutely in the top 10. But in, in, in respects to what he deserves to be paid, how that works out, it's totally different than just a normal conversation of what he did on this last game and how he looks on the sideline. That is totally different. Well, I'm glad you both gave your opinion because somebody else gave their opinion today. And my apologies for the overlay I'm going to show. I'm just going to show it quickly for context. It's not on a pretty graphic here. This is from CBS Sports. And CBS Sports put out a proposed mock draft today. A lot of outlets are proposing mock drafts, right? Long story short, they've got the Arizona Cardinals making a deal with Cleveland Browns who pick 13. 
And in exchange for pick 13, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns secure Kyler Murray. And the Arizona Cardinals secure one Baker Mayfield and the 13th overall pick. And they take some corner and sure, they've got their other first round pick. So it is by and large one of the most egregious mock drafts I can imagine. We've got our friends at DMVR uh, mentioning that, oh, by the way, we would trade three first round picks for, for Kyler Murray. Do you think there's a misconception as it relates to Kyler Murray's value around the NFL? Uh, when it comes to the players and those that are watching, no, absolutely not. I think that they know that he's one of the top players in the NFL. And I think that they don't, let's say this here, Kyler Murray at the beginning of the season was one of them one quarterbacks in the NFL for the first eight to 10 games of the season. And then what changed? We lost the, we lost the under Hopkins and it felt like everyone else had to make a play. And then also we lost our quarterback for a couple of games because of COVID and an ankle or just yeah. an ankle injury from that standpoint. So let me correct myself on that. But prior to that, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, passing the ball and running the ball and creating so much havoc on being a, as being a dual threat. Right now, because he finished the season bad, he, let's put it all on the onus of the quarterback, he finished so bad that he does not deserve to be paid. He is a questionable mark. He didn't show that rah rah rah, shish boom bah, give him hell, give him hell at the end of this, at the end of the game, at the end of the season, where he was the leader. In truth, a quarterback's performance and statistical numbers match the top ten across the board, and I think that in itself should be. I mean, it should not be denied. He should not. He shouldn't be denied of that. And then we got to come back to the question marks that we have on the table. Is Kiff Kingsbury and his, and his and his play calling and how well he coached his team in the last seven games? I think that he's getting he's getting shammed right now in a lot of areas. But in reality, as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, Kyler Murray is in the top ten without a problem. Sorry, I was I was distracted because some weird things are going on off camera. Um, listen, I would never trade Kyler Murray. Never. Not unless you were going to get one of those top four quarterbacks in the league, which is not going to happen. There's no trade scenario you could possibly – listen, we've lived in quarterback purgatory before. We're yeah, not going back. I don't Please understand not. why anybody would even discuss that. Um, it's just it, – no, it's crazy, crazy. I think that there is a misconception with a lot of the fans that Kyler Murray – just because he is right now not a perfect player, I wouldn't even call him flawed, but he's young and he's still maturing, even as a football player. Let's leave everything off the field, off the field. Just because a guy is not, you know, the MVP of the NFL, right, and is an outlier like Patrick Mahomes, for the Arizona Cardinal fan base that has been starved for a player like this for so long, why is it imperative that we move off of him? because he's not perfect, because he hasn't finished the season, you know, perfect, you know, each of the last two years. I I, I just feel like we don't know how to handle this we, because we've got a young player who will show out on a given Sunday and be, you know, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, and then the following week he has struggles. And it's just like we, we live in a kind of a paranoia society where it's reactionary is probably the better word for it, where, okay, today we're going to move him. 
today. He's not happy. Get what you can. Don't pay him this money. And then the next week he plays great in Dallas. And it's like Kyler Murray's a top five quarterback again. I, we, we do not have the patience right now as a fan base to be able to say like, he is flawed, but he's still by a mile, the best young quarterback this franchise has ever had. Why can't we see his development through? Why can't we take it year to year? Because I can tell you from a national perspective, people who aren't with us every day here in the Valley, it is the, you know, the Colin Cowherds, the NBC sports that are saying Kyler's gotten better every year. Their records improved every year. Sure. They they've had this stretch where they collapsed down the, down the stretch of the schedule. But I mean, there are a lot of teams in the NFL outside of, you know, Buffalo and, and I would say Kansas city and maybe Cincinnati now who would line up for a talent like Kyler Murray. I agree with you 100%. Look, this, this team is a, uh... It's, it is a slap in the face to the friends, to the to the fans and us who report this news consistently that we saw a team that was on fire and then there was yeah. a change. And we're still trying to figure out what was the purpose and what was the cause of that change without discussing and being specific in some areas, which is the quarterback coach or the offense coordinator or the head coach, which is both the offense coordinator and the guy that's calling the plays defensively. What happened in the defense? So we still got a bunch of question marks to a team that looked like they were on a run. This is the same team. We can look at Green Bay Packers, and what do you think their fans are saying? We want, we went through a debacle of an offseason with Aaron Rodgers, and then we finally did get, he decided that he's going to play for us with, when he got what he wanted. And yeah. then we still we still didn't go to the Super Bowl, no matter how, how good he looked. And right now we're talking about he's the MVP of the league, and he didn't take his team to the Super Bowl. That's happened twice. Are they trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers or is Aaron Rodgers getting rid of them? Oh, they're on their hands and knees begging him to stay. And they so know now, that they'll enter irrelevance. They know that they will be an afterthought because Jordan Love isn't any good. That, that is what the Packers are facing. Look, Saul said it best. We've been in quarterback purgatory and we have to realize that. And then, then we also have to – we, you, I, Saul, cannot just go over to the Cardinals and say, hey, we're firing Cliff Kingsbury because we were totally unhappy with the way he coached. The last eight games, Jalen Blair, anybody else in our comment section want to get rid of Cliff? Well, that's been the conversation you guys have been dealing with consistently. But in reality, we believe that this team is still young and they're figuring themselves out. And what Kyler's worth on the market, he deserves it. And if we don't do it right now, in reality, we're going to have a problem with dumpster fire with a, a disgruntled. If y'all, everyone keeps calling him immature, just watch how much more immature he'll be if this contract stuff doesn't get settled before going into next season. I, I will say this. Um, I hear you, Frank. I love you. However, uh, we're just not in that day and age anymore where we have veterans that are 28 to 32 years old kind of running these teams. It's a younger, it's a younger league, you know, it, it's a, it's a younger league by far than what it, what it's ever been before. So that window of development is way shorter than it used to be because guys are coming into the league far more prepared than they used to, uh, far more you know athletically inclined than they used to be, uh, more intelligent than they used to be because they're starting to get coached up at a higher level, at, at a younger level. Um, and so, I, I just uh, you know like I understand the development aspect of what you're trying to say, but at the same time, I'm like, no, like Patrick Mahomes made it to the Super Bowl in year three, like. That's that's the bar. Like that's the bar. Now you got now you got now you got that's Joe Burrow bar. making it to the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> like you got Joe Burrow taking the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl in year two. Like so, we got a two-time MVP. So we have two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, discount double check, AAA Rod, Mister Commercial himself, and he hasn't been to the Super Bowl, and they're still paying him the same money. No one's saying anything about his money or anything else outside of that. This young kid is still Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's got he's got historical numbers. It says I threw for seventy plus touchdowns and a rush for twenty. Like our young quarterback, let's just talk about the guy that's really the youngest person on the in the Cardinals locker room. It's Cliff Kingsbury. He's the youngest person. He hasn't won the second half. He's been consistent at what he's done, and that might be the drawback on why he or our young quarterback has not necessarily reached his highest level of potential when it comes to just overall. In regards to taking us to the Super Bowl, I agree Frank with Benton that. Is- I, I agree Go with ahead. that. No, I was going to say I agree with that. I agree with that assessment. Um, that you know, the question is: Is can Cliff get the most out of Kyler Murray? Can he coach him up to the level that 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 position demands? It, it's not an ask; it's a demand, and I think that's kind of part of the problem. You can let you can let your quarterback run the franchise if you want to. That's fine. But you better be smart enough and strong enough to combat whatever it is that Kyler Murray thinks that position should be run as if it's not meeting expectations. Like there's a certain uh, – you have to tweak it. And like Andy Reid has done a very good job with Patrick Mahomes and letting him still be him but putting him in positions and calling plays and designing schemes along with Eric Bieniemy to maximize – what that offense can possibly be with Patrick Mahomes at, at the center. Um, every now and then, they hit a bump in the road like they did with with the, the Bengals, obviously, um, or in the Super Bowl last year against the Bucks. But those are high-level stakes. It's not round one that he's having problems with like Kyler did this year. Um, and the thing that, that, that distracts me the most is the way it just looked like Kyler was either ill-prepared for that moment or he was shook in the moment. And either one of those is not a good thing. I agree with you. I like both of those assessments. I do. Well, at the end of the day, we'd love it if Kyler Murray were to put together a run similar to what we've seen. It's kind of funny. You look at this Sunday Super Bowl matchup, and it's a, it's kind of the chosen one, that being Joe Burrow's second season. He's in the Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford, who was plagued, you could argue, by a bad organization for so long, he gets away from them and he gets to a Super Bowl with the LA Rams. Let's hope Kyler is not on the latter's route. But the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just five bucks or more and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead. DraftKings Sportsbook offers a wide range of props throughout the game. Take your shot at winning cash by predicting props like if a non-quarterback, say, throws a touchdown, bet on the Gatorade color, the coin flip, Super Bowl halftime show, all that good stuff. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Again, bet just $5 or more and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code PHNX, 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customers only. Only Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Well, there's, gentlemen, there's I... A, there's a, oh, sorry. There's a comment ahead, in no, there 
Um, I think from uh, Jalen, he said Cliff had, uh-huh. has had Kyler in the MVP conversation in the past two years. You are correct. In the early yes. parts of the last two years, he has had Kyler in the MVP conversation. But you know why Kyler hasn't won the MVP? It's because the second half of those those last two years, everything has fallen apart. And so they got to fix that. They got to remedy yeah. that. Because as a, as a quarterback, you were judged – basically on the fourth quarter you know if your team's down can you pull them from behind if your team's struggling can you pull them out of a funk and Kyler has not done that the last two seasons so whether it be his fault or just the entire organization as a whole it needs to get fixed and it needs to get remedied because being in the conversation is nice preseason accolades are all great but I don't give a crap about any of that unless you actually hoist the trophy at the end of the season because that's the payoff everybody wants so Jalen makes another good point. The 2021 cards were top heavy. They absolutely were, uh, could compete with anybody when healthy. And we saw that early in the season, not only competing, we're throttling teams, but then didn't have good enough depth down the stretch. Once the injuries started to mount and you lose a guy like Hopkins and you lose Watt for basically the entire second half. Right. And you've got, you know, offensive line combinations in, ins and out of the lineup. No Rondell Moore. Kyler got banged up. And, you know, I would argue that this roster, and we've talked about it for the last two weeks now, doesn't need an overhaul, but it needs needs an infusion of young talent. It is not one or two pieces away. And I think we were sold, you know, some some bad goods last year when it was like, we're going to get J.J. Watt and it's going to take care of everything. It's like, "Mm, well, he's he's the cherry on top. But where's the meat of the roster coming from? Again, I don't think, you know, you know, and Frank has probably talked to this a little bit more. I don't think Arizona Cardinal fans necessarily need them to win every single game. I mean, right. they, we'd love it, but but they need to sh- at least show that they are competent. And and that playoff game just felt like total incompetence. Yeah. And that's what's so discouraging about this. It's like there wasn't even anything in that game that you could point to and, and feel good about. And and down the stretch of the season, when they lose four out of five, those losses were bad losses. A lot of them, like losing to the Detroit Lions, that was gross incompetence. Like you should never lose to the Detroit Lions. Not when you're a contender for the for a division in in the NFC, unless you play in the NFC East, which is just that, a gimme. So that game like, was the only game this year where a team went in favored by double digits by twelve and a half or more, and then lost subsequently by twelve and a half or more. I don't think I've ever seen that happen in recent memory ever. It was crazy. We, we are so we go ahead. We, t- we we're addressing the quarterback, and yet as a as I go back, I said one of the number one questions you have to ask is Michael Bidwell's can this coach get his players and his team to rise to the occasion? You guys just made a great points to my Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers. We had an opportunity versus a COVID, a COVID-ridden Green Bay Packers on a Thursday night. We did nothing with follow up that with with the Los Angeles Rams coming here on a on another month uh big big time pro time, big time game Sunday night football and they were covid ridden and we did nothing with that is can you get your players to play our our only a road game wins versus what we're doing at home shows that you can't get your guys to focus here at at their house that in itself is a problem i think those are the small things that show up in last year's Last year's what debacle of why we did not finish strong. And that is a sad part. We can specifically talk about plays and players and stuff, 
But when it gets down to it, did you get your guys ready to play and were they ready to play? And then, like you said, so why weren't they not ready to play in some areas? Because we did not look like we was ready to play versus the Rams when it came to a playoff game that gave us an opportunity. But if had we taken care of the games we were talking about in the regular season, we would have never saw the Rams. We could have had a bye week. We could have been sitting at home. Could have played Dallas. We could have played Dallas and been sitting at home in regards to the fact that we had home field division, home field, home field advantage, and we did not have that because the guys just did not play. Go ahead. It was either that or we were gonna, you know, play at home and get booed at, in the second quarter. Like it was, right. it was. <laughs> it it got to the point where it felt like Cardinal fans were were scared of a playoff game at home, and rightfully so because of how poor the team played there all season. Yeah. And there were people yeah. rooting for road games. And if you're Michael Bidwell, that just has to make you sick to your stomach that people don't want to come out in groves and, and wear their Cardinal gear. And speaking of gear, right now, my favorite new release for PHNX, PHNX Rising's T-shirt, new PHNX Rising affiliate here. Basically, uh, you know, almost a partnership with the Rising. They have been so supportive and instrumental in helping us launch this new branch of PHNX coverage. Our team has been crushing it with the recent coverage as it relates to PHNX Rising. But if we talk about the PHNX merchandise locker at phnxlocker.com, you can pick out this t-shirt and more. Go check that out, phnxlocker.com. You can get a free t-shirt. You can become a member, uh, pay upfront just under 60 bucks at gophnx.com. But I had to plug this shirt because it is by far my favorite new tee that we've got going on here uh, at PHNX. All right, gentlemen, I posed a question on Twitter this morning because yesterday we were talking contract as it relates to Kyler Murray. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. A lot of people ready to give him the most money than the Arizona Cardinal quarterback has ever gotten. So I was thinking to myself, and you know, inflation plays a big part in it. Where does Kyler Murray currently rank? He's got, as you mentioned it, Frank, three seasons. He's got a rookie of the year and two Pro Bowls. Now that's not the end all be all, clearly. He's not setting the bar like Joe Burrow. But as it relates to Arizona, or excuse me, Cardinal organization quarterbacks, so dating back to their time in St. Louis to now, where does he rank today? Not where do you project him. Today, where is Kyler Murray on your Cardinal football quarterback hierarchy? Ooh. I, oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Mine is Kurt Warner's number one. Like, I don't think that's even debatable. Like he okay. got you to the Super Bowl. He got you two minutes and 37 seconds away from a Super Bowl. And to me, to this day, uh, that was an incomplete pass. And I believe if Kurt Warner would have been able to throw that Hail Mary at the end of the game, somehow, some way, Larry Fitzgerald would have come down with it and we would have won the Super Bowl. I still believe that because the very next week in the Pro Bowl, Larry Fitzgerald caught a Hail Mary. And I was like, there it is. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, and then Carson Palmer to me would be number two, but just yeah. by a narrow margin because he did finally get over his playoff hump um, and he got them to the NFC Championship. Everything kind of fell his way, I know, but he got at least a win. And then uh, right now, to me, Kyler's three, but he okay. barely outedges Frank's guy, Jake Plummer. Really? Jake Plummer, too, got a, got a playoff victory. But Jake didn't really have the accolades um, that, that Kyler has right now, and um, that's kind of why I would put Kyler at number three. 
I'm going to let Frank go next because I have rationale behind my my reasoning. So, Frank, you go ahead. You go next. I don't. No, no, no. Because I, I'm sorry. I've had. I'm just talking out of my ass. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with your ranking. So I. I'm well, I just good, good, good. Well, I'm I'm going to go irrational because <laughs> since Saul's going has no rationale, I'm just going to go here. Just say like some crazy stuff. Look. Um, we didn't get a chance to watch this guy play, but everyone I talked to historically talks about Neil Lomax and yes. just as a quarterback and as a leader. Unfortunately, he is uh, he had a hip injury that jacked him up, that messed, cut him short. But when it came to that, Roy, the jet stream, Mr. Number 81 to me, was what, and him and JJ, JT Smith was rolling with the Arizona Cardinals for a long time. And they just was, they were, they were just, he had all the things that required him to be what, we would look at as a quarterback. He's six foot four. I just did an autograph signing with him this year at the, at the stadium. Look, the stuff he talked about is cool. But what other players talk about him only ranks as cool. So I'm going to go one and one between him and Kurt Warner because the guys I talk to on both both platforms talk about both these guys the same. And we talk about it in the, quarter, in the characteristics of a quarterback. Leadership, one. He has poise in the pocket. And number two, he has an arm that knows how to get the ball to the guys in the right spot in the right moment, and he don't make a lot of mistakes. I'm going with Kurt Warner and Neil Lomax. I cannot, I can't shortchange that because both of those guys are very effective. So I will kind of lean with you a little bit because he got to the Super Bowl with your boy K Dub. I'm not mad. K Dub was pretty special. His story in itself is pretty special. When me and Rob Moore used to watch him when he was playing for the greatest show on turf at the Los Angeles, the St. St. Louis Rams. We used to salivate and wish we was playing with Kurt Warner. And so I didn't get that chance. But look, great guy, great story. The other person I wanted to add to that, which I didn't want to add Jake to the table, but you made me do it, Saul. Doesn't want to add no quarterback. I don't want to say that's an indictment on Saul's list. I no, 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 no. The only reason why I didn't was because our systems are different. Jake never sat in a three, three receiver, four receiver system. It wasn't an RPO offense, and it was a difference. Carson Palmer was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He was a Troy Aikman of the NFC of the NFC North. The guy didn't he didn't have bad throws. He had Chad Ochocinco when he was at the Bengals. He was solid, but in reality, I think K one man is definitely number three of my books because he has those legs. He had another dimension that most of these quarterbacks don't. I'm not going to take away from Jake. Jake didn't have the throwing yards that K one does have. Excuse me, does have. But so it's. One and one, Lynn Moore with your boy, K1, uh, K-Dub, Kurt Warner, one, two, Neil Lomax, three, K1, Kyler Murray, because look, he's a first-round draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner, throws the ball, he's five foot four, and the guy does everything special. I cannot, I cannot deny him that. All right. So Carson Palmer isn't even in, in your top three. He's my number four, and okay. Jake's number right. five. Cool. So nobody, no love for Jim Hart. Of the uh, 1960, 1981 Cardinal fame, St. I thought we were talking about the Super Bowl era. My bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the Super Bowl era. They gave, they had the Super Bowl in the seventies and the eighties. I mean, it was Jim Hart. Hart. You said sixty-one, sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-six to nineteen eighty-one. He was the Cardinal oh, my quarterback bad, my bad, in St. Louis. Sixty-six to eighty-one. Wow, long time. Yeah. How many playoff appearances for him? Uh, they had a couple in the seventies. They didn't win a lot. Okay. So I just had to throw – I wanted to get Jim's name in the conversation with respect because a lot of the old-timers, like my dad, they grew up with Jim yeah. Hart. 
and the St. Louis yeah. Cardinals. I mean, um, when they threw the ball six times a game, it looked phenomenal. He was the course. quarterback with Dan Deardorff and, and those guys. And so I had to give – I'm not saying he's in my top three. I'm just saying let's give him some love. And that's like the when last people throw him Sammy Ball. And I'm like, Sammy Ball, uh-huh. really? Sammy Ball uh-huh. will get his ass worked in the NFL right now. <laughs> that's the last time I'm bringing this shit up. I get uh-huh. <laughs> Audible mention, Jim Hart. <laughs> Jim Hart, Jim Hart. Audible mention. All right. Uh, we got to, with Chad Poppin, Anna yes. Crazy Cardinals, Matt Liner, Derek K1, Derek Anderson, <laughs> Kevin Hop. You look at that that shit list NFL AZ Cardinals, and that should scare the hell out of anybody that wants to trade Kyler Murray. Because the three out of the four names on that list were it's some of the worst quarterback play this franchise has ever got. So I'm glad That's that you, you took the time to type that out. Thank you for that. All right. Honorable mention to Gary Hogaboom, by the way. <laughs> Right, can't keep it together. All right, all right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three to one. Number three, I'm gonna go Carson Palmer, and here's why: Carson Palmer, right, could not stay healthy with this franchise, and I think part of it is completing seasons in consecutive fashion. I'm a, I dog on Kyler at the end of the year because he gets beat up, but Carson was legitimately injury prone, like tearing ligaments and missing large stretches of time. He came to the team in 2013. He was not great that first year with Bruce, right? The team was also not good, but he, I think he threw like 24 touchdowns, 22 picks. He had 20 plus interceptions that year, but they won 10 games. I think they won a lot of those games because of Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. Carson was fine, but he wasn't great. 2014, he was elite through like, he played like seven games. Then he, against the uh, St. Louis Rams, he got beat up, missed the rest of the season. So I can't, You're not a great player for me, a top two player in the franchise at that position, if I can't count on you for 16 games. 2015 is the great season, right? 13-3. and I think he should have been in consideration for the MVP. But I go back to that playoff game. His finger was messed up, I know. He Three touchdowns, two picks, right? But I would argue that should have had more picks. Remember how bad he looked for large stretches of that Packer game? And then that third touchdown he had, that was all Fitzgerald. I mean, I know he spun out of it, but that, the Larry Larry legend with the Larry, Hail Larry, I, I just – he was fine that game. But I don't think he was the reason they won. And then he was so bad against Carolina. And Carson Palmer, unlike Kyler Murray, who is a playoff baby, this is his first appearance. Like Carson had been to the playoffs before. And I just – Cam Newton just throttled the, the Cardinals, and, and Carson looked awful. And then the next year, banged up again, 2017, hurt, and done with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is my number two, and here's why. The 2019 Arizona Cardinals were historically inheriting the 2018 team, worst offense in 20-plus years in the NFL. That's what Kyler inherited. And all he got was a midseason acquisition of Kenyon Drake and then Cliff Kingsbury as head coach. They were wait, 30- wait, just, 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 to, just to backtrack, I, I feel like I missed something. You say Carson Palmer is number one? Carson Palmer is number three. Oh, you're going backwards. Gotcha. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going backwards. That's why I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah, you're right. I'm okay. going three one. Gotcha. Kyler Murray took over a historically horrific offense with personnel included and took them to 13th in football outsiders in a division that sported the Super Bowl representing 49ers, the LA Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks. He came into the organization from day one and made them respectable. Made them watchable. We all remember how bad 2018 was. As much as I love Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer's not doing that, especially as a rookie. 
And then back-to-back years, he makes the Pro Bowl. You could argue, did he deserve it? Did he not? I just, I feel like the bar is clearly set, to your point, Saul, with Kurt Warner at number one. For Kyler Murray to eclipse Kurt Warner, you have to get to a Super Bowl and probably win it. Or multiple playoff runs and sustained success. So I don't even think that's worth arguing. But I I, I do think Kyler Murray, with, with the numbers he's going to put up, and I do think that whether or not they make you know, a Super Bowl run next year, or they win a Super Bowl while he's the quarterback here. I think they're going to get to the playoffs a lot. There are seven spots up for grabs in the NFC. There are a lot of bad teams. Kyler's too good of a player for them to go, you know, in my opinion, like six and 11 or, you know, or seven and 10 even. I think they're always going to be on the on the right side of a winning record. I think we're going to en- enter every season with optimism because of Kyler Murray. And I love Carson Palmer. But you couldn't always say that about Carson. Carson, with his time in Oakland, they weren't very good. I think Carson was elevated with by Bruce Arians and by John Brown and Michael Floyd and Larry Fitzgerald and a robust offensive line. And I love Carson. I think Kyler Murray, he elevates a lot of people. And I think he carried this franchise as a rookie. And now he's starting to get a little bit more support. Wasn't good at the end of the year, but he... I, I, I sat on that a lot before I posted because I knew I would get flat because I immediately posted my rankings underneath it. But I, I have Kyler Murray number two. I would say this. I think you're correct um, in your assessment in terms of the future. But um, I don't think it's going to happen with Cliff Kingsbury. That's fair. I just don't. I just don't. I don't. I think we're going to have a similar season to uh, not this past season, but the season before where we went eight and eight. Um, I think we're, we're about to encounter that again next year. Like an eight, nine, nine and eight season. Yeah. I, I Obviously there's still a lot to be said because you don't know what kind of moves are going to be made and all this other stuff. But I really just feel like Cliff has kind of hit his ceiling as a coach and he's done as, as, as well as he could possibly do. And, um, and, and I just don't see they, they would have to bring in somebody else to help Cliff overcome a little bit of, of his uh, deficiencies as a coach. And I just don't see that. And because of that, I don't think Kyler is going to get the development necessary to reach that next level. I had said all season, I'm still waiting for a Kyler game, a game where he's just, you look out there and you're like, man, I don't, there is not another quarterback in the league that could possibly be better than this guy. I think and we saw it like, like the week one. And then it never happened again. Yeah, and, and even that, I was, you know, it like, I mean, dominant with his arm as well as his legs. We've seen yeah. that with Patrick Mahomes. We've seen that with Lamar Jackson. We've seen that with other quarterbacks. I have yet to see that to that level yet with Kyler, and I and I need to see that, especially in prime time. You know, I can think of games right now. Hell, I could think of two games right now that were unbelievably great. Uh, with quarterbacks um, against the Rams on Monday night football. Lamar Jackson had one of his greatest games ever in the Coliseum against the Rams. And then Patrick Mahomes in the shootout with the Rams, uh, you know, a couple seasons back. Like those are games I remember. I don't remember any of the Kyler games outside of maybe game four against the Rams in, in what about the that Seattle was probably game? his best game of the season in my estimation. What about the Seattle game two seasons ago on Sunday night football? What about that one? It was good. Yeah, not a not a takeover game though. Probably. I mean, I don't remember a single play from that game, so other that, than the that, Isaiah Simmons interception in overtime. That's what I remember. I re I remember I remember uh, Buda Baker's return. Yeah, 
Yeah. I get what you're saying. Just just real quick, while we're still talking about Kyler and and the quarterback discussion, you look at the the chat and, I mean, real quick, just the names, the amount of names of quarterbacks we've had with the Arizona Cardinals over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, it's just staggering. I mean, when I was here, I played with at least 12 quarterbacks. In eight years, I played – I mean, yeah, John Buck, Stoney, 12. John Buck. 12. 12 Buck. Name him right now. Name him right now. Shit, you about, about to mess with my CTE right now. Uh, when I first got here, it was um, – yeah, I just see the guy I would – the most. I just totally forgot his name. Um, out of Seattle, Dave Craig. Uh, Dave Craig, Kent Graham, Stoney Case. John Jonathan Buck. in the chat's calling out Stoney I mean, Case. Yeah, but I mean, he, Stoney Case got drafted with me, but we didn't. We, he only played like one game. Uh, uh, Boomer Sison. Boomer Sison, John Buck, John, um, Dave Brown. Um, oh my gosh! And then I had then I had Jake for like four or five. I had Jake for four years after that. But it was like my first four, three, three years in the three years in the NFL. Three, three years in the NFL was eight quarterbacks. And then in the, in our chat, we can think about the other whatever is how many names we can name on the, in in the last ten years before we got before we got Kyler. That's the last three years we got Kyler. And he's been our quarterback, Kyler Murray, and then maybe whoever else if he gotten hurt. I mean, but everybody, there's so many quarterbacks that we can look at and say, this is the guy that can get it done. I agree with you, Saul, 100%, because he's producing. And John said, Blair, Jay, Jay Blair said it earlier, Kyler's been the conversation piece for the last two years for the MVP. How about this here? Last year was the first year for Cliff Kingsbury. And then as soon as he got to that moment and I got my tattoo, we both fell off the map. I just think Saul that he didn't fire me because I could have been fired. <laughs> so that's the only reason why, Frank, you got the tattoo and we started losing. You're bad luck. I, that could have happened. <laughs> it did happen. And so I just, when you look at the list of the names of the guys that have played, and again, we're talking about Kurt Warner, one of the greatest of all times, a Hall of Famer. We're talking about C.P. Three, who's basically in the, in the ring of honor with the Arizona Cardinals and probably could be with the Cincinnati Bengals for his time and tenure. And then we're talking about K-1. At the end of the day, those are our quarterbacks that are pretty well, much... Big three, I think, amongst the fan base now, the the, right. the, the younger fan base that has been following the team for the last probably 20, 25 years. I'm just saying, like that's the part where you look at the list of names. Now, let's do this real quick so before we get off. The Green Bay Packers had one quarterback. The The... The New England Patriots have had one quarterback. The the Buffalo Bills have had multiple quarterbacks, but now they got one that we can talk about and call him the icon of icons. And we're talking about Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. They've had multiple quarterbacks. The Cleveland Browns have multiple quarterbacks over the years. And then when we get to us, I think there's a part when you when you finally find something, we all need to recognize that. I think Saul has done a great job of saying that. We all need to recognize that we have something here that we need to hold on to whatever that money value is, it will pay off in dividends down the road. We cannot trade Kyler. I like this chatter about trading Kyler is absolutely ridiculous. And I know we're probably going to get to the mock trades here in a second. Cause Ryan definitely wants to talk about the mock <laughs> trades, which is we will appease you Ryan for sure. But absolutely. I will say this, like trading Kyler is ridiculously, uh, it's just a bad proposition. Second, I definitely do not believe, cause I've, I've seen this in the chat too, that Cliff and Kyler are a package deal. 
Hell no, they aren't a package deal. If if Cliff People and Kyler go like eight, national eight, writers are floating that like they cut that Cliff didn't get fired. They got the same agent. That's what, well, because, they, because they got sure. the same agent. That's the only reason. But if why. they go eight and eight or nine and eight this season or eight and nine, whatever, like Cliff is gone. Like Cliff is gone because you got other coaches waiting in the wings that could possibly come in. Sean Payton would come in here and the whole outlook of the franchise would change like that. Yes. Because Sean Payton is that dude and everybody knows it. Right. And so then, then the micro, the microscope is strictly on Kyler because it couldn't possibly be, it couldn't be Sean Payton because he's done it with Drew Brees. So like it's, it's almost like you're, you have to minimize all the other, the other things that all the fluff around you to make sure that you know exactly what you have in hand. And if you brought in somebody like a uh, Sean Payton, you can identify whether or not Cliff or uh, Kyler is that dude. But right now you can't really do that. Cause you don't know who to blame. You don't know if it's a Kyler issue or if you don't know if it's a, if it's a cliff issue, because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You're only seeing what you see on the field. And some of the schemes don't match up to what you're supposed to be doing. Somebody pointed out in the chat that the schemes that the Cardinals are running were trying to take advantage of safeties deep because they had Eric Weddle back there. And that's why Kyler was running for his life in the backfield. Like, there's some legitimacy to that. You know, so that's true. Uh, it, it, that's you got to figure true. out what you got. And I don't know if you're ever going to figure that out if those two are, are together. Ryan, we talked about it earlier in the show, my friend, that CBS Sports put out a mock draft today. One of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my fandom of this team, Kyler Murray to the Cleveland Browns for pick 13 in Baker Mayfield, which just, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. There's no uh, way. There, Kyler Murray is worth, at minimum, I believe, two first-round picks plus a quarterback of legitimacy. Baker Mayfield is damaged goods. He, he might be outright released this time next year and set forth in free agency. They picked up his fifth-year option. He's going to play out on that. Um, It's basically like write an article telling me you don't watch Kyler Murray play and then propose a trade like that. It it, it was very very disappointing. Good for conversation to talk about how bad it was, but not no legitimacy at all. Did you see Sports Knot and their and their five trade proposals? No, hit me with them. Okay, so trade proposal number one: the Eagles get Kyler Murray, the Cardinals get Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell. And two 2022 first round picks. Not enough. They have three. Not enough. Don't like that. Uh, the Browns, you said Baker Mayfield. This per- trade proposal is Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, and a 2022 Awful. first round pick. Terrible, terrible. Yep. Uh, the next one, Kyler uh, goes to Vegas. This is the one that intrigues me the most Vegas for Derek Carr and a 2022 and 2024 first round pick. That one intrigues me because Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Um, he's also fairly young, and you would also have draft capital. Who's spinning those um, picks? I gotta, huh? I gotta. That's part of the. Is Adrian Wilson spinning those picks? Is Quentin Harris spinning those picks? Or is my man Steve Kime spinning those picks? Okay. Because if you blow uh, this shit up with Kyler and Cliff, and you trade people off. Sorry, Steve. You got to go too. Another, another atrocious proposal. Right, uh, Kyler goes to Tampa Bay. Um, for Ali Marpet, Antoine Winfield Jr., a 2022 first-round pick, 2022 second-round pick, and a future first-round pick. That's actually not terrible. You get two all-pro players, I think, even though you don't need Winfield. Winfield plays maybe corner safety hybrid, and you have a, you have a ton of those. Ali's one of the best guards in football, and then you get multiple firsts. 
that's not terrible. But then what, what are you doing at quarterback? You're screwed then. Yeah, great. You got an offensive line to block for who? It's like what the Seahawks dealt with last offseason when, when Russell Wilson was basically playing defensive. I may want out. Here's some teams. It's like Seattle's like, we can't trade you anywhere because nobody can give us a quarterback to be competitive with. And that's why you would hear him just like Saul mentioned, like being linked to the Raiders because you could send back Derek Carr. But like you can give a franchise multiple firsts. But guess what? Any team, Russell Wilson, and I believe this with Kyler Murray, you give them a franchise quarterback, that pick's going to be in the 20s. You're not going to be able to get a quarterback of worth at that point. You're not going to have a top pick in that scenario. So it's like you you are digging your own grave if they were to ever do this, which is why it's then, not going to happen. And then the last one, and this one uh, obviously comes with a lot of red tape, but oh, no. uh, the Texans would get Kyler Murray, uh, Rondale Moore, and a 2022 first-round pick, and the Cardinals would get Deshaun Watson. Terrible. Obviously, um, obviously, that's absolutely atrocious. Just because- give him Buda Baker while we're at it. Let's just give Houston Buda yeah. Baker. And- I'm a fan. Um, yeah, Isaiah listen, Simmons, all of our good players. Listen, if you were ever going to trade for Deshaun Watson, the yeah. Texans would have to give you more than what you're going to give them right. because yes. of all the issues no right now with Deshaun. They have no leverage. They have none. Zero. So, listen, there's not a single person in any organization right now that wants to touch Deshaun Watson. No. There's some organizations that will, you know, poke around and see how what they need to give up. But, bro. Nobody wants to deal with that PR hassle. Nobody wants to deal with what's going on off the field with Deshaun Watson. That's a lot to deal with. So, so I, I, in the Cardinals, so, definitely for a for a, for an organization that does not want to deal with off the field stuff as much as they do, they certainly would not want to bring in a Deshaun Watson. Arizona would be the best place for Deshaun Watson. I agree. We we should not give them Rondell Moore or anything. It should be an even trade, and then they should give us something. If we're going to take Deshaun Watson, that's only if the NFL comes out and says that he's been cleared of all charges. You got to look at our market. This is a small market. We got three media outlets, five, four, excuse, PHNX covers them also. So now they have four media outlets. Outside of that, this is the small, one of the smallest markets in the NFL that will, that story of him will wash so fast and no one, it would die at, at the heart of conception within a couple of weeks, but only because we don't have a bunch of media outlets pushing the story of whatever really happened in a Deshaun situation. I'm okay with that. If Deshaun came here with a trade and then they gave us some more picks behind that, because you're getting a player for a player, Derek Carr. I can't say I'm getting a player for a player. I can get potential leadership and a barking quarterback, but I've seen him fail many times. So I'm not going to take that. I'm not agreeing with that. Baker Mayfield, not at all. Cause I think the guys already know, his body beat up and his mentals are beat up. I will say this though. I like to have maybe a potential in conference trade with a little bit of Russell switching between him and him and him and him and Kyler. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. And the only reason why I say Russ, the only reason why I say that is because no. I know you why you say he's old. Do you give a shit if he wins the Super Bowl? I wait. 
I Thank saw you. Russell Thomas, Wilson. This you don't past care. Year. You don't care. Look, he, he had a bad finger. Then after that, he's the same dude that came in and kicked our butts. Yeah, I mean, he did go in. That was a good go into State Farm Stadium the last week. I thought that said more about the Cardinals than the Seahawks. But no, the, the thing that the thing that matters most is this conversation we're all having about the difference is is leadership and getting your players to play and getting your guys rallied up to go out and play and play four quarters of football. We can't say that about Kyler. And so since we have that problem, I would rather just go get a player for player or Saul, go get one that's a leader that will play four quarters of football and that matches the same skill set. I'm not just taking an arm. I'm taking the arm and legs. You're not just going to give me an arm that says he's good mentally on the chalkboard. I don't care about chalkboards. Those are first-round draft picks. That's that Josh Rosen. That's that That's that Derek Anderson. Those are guys we can name a list of them that are, that are great on the chalkboard, that are smart and intelligent. That's the Sam Donald. And they just don't come out in the football field and play real good football. I want guys that play and I want playmakers just like I got just like I got a playmaker in JV and I got a playmaker in Salzburg. Uh, this has been a fun conversation. Before we wrap this up, guys, I want to remind everybody children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective against COVID, uh, and vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit, visit azhealth.gov to find the vaccine location nearest to you. I'm excited because we're remote now, as Frank and I are, but we will be in studio tomorrow for a football Friday. We're going to talk more Arizona Cardinals. You're damn sure we're going to talk about Kyler Murray some more, and we're going to also touch on the Super Bowl and maybe what the Cardinals need to do if they want to replace the Rams in the Super Bowl come uh 2023 but gentlemen it's been fun it's been it's been rowdy i like it i mean hey listen the nfl you have to be relevant and you're not going to be relevant for a longer period of time if you trade kyler for russell wilson (laughs) to knock it off frank let's get serious (laughs) see you guys tomorrow